0: some time alone. I hope you enjoy this episode of Equipped to Be. Good morning and welcome to Equipped to Be. I'm your host Connie Albers. You know, there's a lot of parenting books out there and I spend a lot of time, obviously with Parenting Beyond the Rules and the next book that I am currently working on how it deals in relationships with your families. And I spend a lot of time with other authors and writers and I read a lot of books. And some things that have had me curious and pondering a little bit, I have been recently asked about doing more parenting, like how to parent, Parenting 101, Parenting the Hard Seasons, Parenting in general. And there's some things that I've learned early on. When my kids were younger, some of them were older, uh, middle ages, and some were really young. I was a mentoring mom for an organization, and I was constantly teaching parenting, how to parent, how to get your kids to listen, how to get your children to do what you ask them to do, to take responsibility and ownership. And all of that I loved. But my experience with working with this organization and really pouring into moms was something that I noticed and it's still happening. And that is, if you read a book and you really like this author or you really like what they're saying, or maybe you want the outcome that the back cover proclaims you're going to get, or maybe they're just really good at making you believe this is the only way or maybe the only right way to parent your children, it leads to great turmoil and angst within yourself because you start wondering, what am I doing wrong? How do I need to change this? Or what's wrong with your children? Why aren't my children responding the way they're supposed to be responding based on page 76 in the book that you're reading? So I want to talk about parenting today and the broader sense of being careful, being careful of what you're hearing and who you're hearing it from and what they're saying. But how does it apply to you and your family? The definitive statements of you do it this way, one, two, three, or first you have to make them sit down and then you have to make them do X, Y. All these commands or leads, and I'm not saying they're bad, But I'm saying that may not be the only right way. That may be something that works in general or a great principle to follow. But whenever you read something or even you read scripture, it talks about training up a child in the way they should go. So when they are old, they will not depart from it. What does that actually look like? Training up your children is going to be different than your friends training their children. Why? Because your children are different. Your children are different than your friend's children, and your firstborn is going to be different than your last. If you only have two, I can promise you they're not alike. If you have as many as I do, I have five. They were all different, but we had similar goals. They had to get work done around the house. They needed to listen and respond and react when we gave them instructions. They needed to be kind to each other. They needed to be kind in general. They need to listen when spoken to. They needed to look us in the eye. But how I got my firstborn to look us in the eye when we were speaking and how I got my last child was very different. If I would have stuck to page 52 of whatever the latest greatest parenting book was at that time, and you know, actually, there were times I did. And that's kind of how I learned oh, this isn't working. When you're raising the children, And you have a set of objectives and goals for your family. And you're gathering information on how to achieve the goals. How do I raise the child? How do I get them to want to be with us? How do I get them to want to be helpers, to serve each other? How do we actually make that happen? Well, it's interesting because you've got to start by knowing your children. Whatever great tips you get from whatever books or podcasts or blogs or YouTube that you read, Every author, at least that I've ever met, their desire is to impart knowledge that they've learned, research that they have found, to help you. And they are a resource. Even my book, Parenting Beyond the Rules, it's a resource. It's not the definitive source. And even when you read in scripture, specifics, like teach your children not to lie, (laughs) some children are going to need a little bit more practice than others. Why? Because some children... Don't want to be wrong. Some children want what they want so much that they're willing to cross the lines that you have drawn, the family values that you've created, maybe even the principles of God's word so that they can have what they want. Teaching them not to lie, to be honest, to be trustworthy will look differently. And like I said, the authors and the writers and the podcasters and such that I know, they're teaching you from their mistakes they're teaching you from the vat of knowledge that they have learned maybe in school. And I would say, depending on what it is, there's some good information in there. It's worthy of considering. But that is what it's worthy of, is consideration. It's to make us think about that approach, about those steps, or maybe the mindset of that particular child like everything in life, we can't make it a blanket and cling to page you know, 71. I'll never forget when I was working with some women and I was taking them through a book. It was a parenting book. It was actually on kind of helping babies get on a sleep cycle that was manageable so mama could get some sleep and the baby was finding a rhythm and routine. And I was helping these moms Understand what that looks like. That babies don't naturally do these things; that they're learned, and how how to make sure you do it properly and well. I will never forget the day I got a call from a mom. She was so distraught, and it was because she was oh, I really think it was page seventy one. She was reading page seventy one, and she called me in tears. She was like, "Connie, I can't get them to do what it says on page seventy one of this particular book." I grabbed the book. I looked at page 71 and I paused for a moment. And this was oh my goodness this was many many years ago. I would say it was at least 25 years ago. And I paused and I you know spoke her name and I said this book is a resource. It's a guide. That's all. It's not going to be the exact steps that you're going to apply and take in everything you do as a parent we gain knowledge. We gain understanding, knowledge of how children think, feel, behave, process the world around them, their temperament, their unique characteristics, their needs. As a parent, we have to know our children and we have to understand what they need and what we need to do to help them learn. See, there's two parts to it. It's not a one size or one and done, a what you did with your first. If it worked well and you try to apply exactly what you did with your first child uh, to your second child, there might be some problems and things may be great with your second child, but it's that third child. That's the one. No, your children are all unique. And when you're parenting them in the ways of the Lord, you're parenting that child with the sensitive one, the stubborn one. The child who asks a million why, 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 why. The child who doesn't ask any why questions. The child who has the empathy and the compassion when one of their siblings or maybe you are having a bad day and they're the ones that come up to you and they put their arm around you. It's going to be okay. Or the other one is like, what are you crying about? Get over it. So you can't parent those children the same way with the same words. We have to use the words that are going to touch the heart of that particular child. That's why when I did my segment with Focus on the Family, Parenting the Heart of Your Teens, I'm passionate about helping you keep the heart of your child. It's not a control matter. It's a relational one. We can do all the techniques. We can make our kids obey the first time. We can make them clean up their room by 7.30. We can make them go to bed. We can enforce, we can instruct, we can require even demand for a while. But usually when they hit the teen years, they start to push back, some more than others. Compliant children might not. Compliant children, guess what they do? They stuff. They may not agree, they may not like, but those will be the children who, as they get older, and they gain more autonomy and they gain more freedom, and they're closer to leaving your house than being required to stay in your house or needing to stay in your house. You know what ends up happening? They're the ones who say, Hey, about all that stuff, see ya. And the stronger ones, the strong minded, the strong willed, they're more likely to fight you every inch of every day for every matter that you ever utter. They're going to push back against it. That's why we have to be careful. That's why we have to know our children. And the second part is you don't follow everything you read or hear or listen to. you got to take it to the Lord. You need to talk to your spouse if you're married. You need to talk to that child. I've been recently at a conference, and there are leaders from across the country in the homeschool arena. And several of the panels that I was on, we were showcasing the differences of each of us because each of us had a ministry and a platform. And each of us reach, you know, a lot of people through our message and, and our online and on stage presence. But it was interesting because I kept wanting to point out, notice the difference. Notice some approaches, some you gravitate towards and it, it just feels right. And some don't. Don't force something. Pray about it. Ask the Lord. Use Whatever resources you are reading or learning about, and keep them in the right place of they are resources. Don't be persuaded that one person has all the right answers, or this is the one right way. And I'm going to tell you from firsthand experience why I have landed on this because I watched a lot of families uh, really adhere to a certain set of books. I, I'll just say a certain set of books. And they were really making their way through the Christian culture of this, how you were supposed to parent your children, how you were supposed to have a marriage. And I was inclined because I didn't know what I was doing. I mean, most parents don't. I mean, we start off having children. Whether you babysat a lot, you may have a little bit more, but until you've actually raised a child, uh, you really don't know. And especially if it's your child. But I was eager and hungry for. Information. I wanted somebody to tell me how, tell me how, because I wanted to do it right. I wanted to parent well. I wanted to be a good wife. I wanted to do all of those things right, excellent, the best that I could. But what I started watching, and honestly, it was thanks to my husband, because while I was looking for help and answers, uh, my husband had a different perspective and a different take. And many times when I would try to really just dig down deep into a certain approach, my husband would encourage me not to drive down so deep in that approach, but to consider the child, the situation, the temperament, the relationship. And I just learned. I watched family after family after family where kids were rebelling against their parents, because their parents were mandating and dictating, this is what you do, this is how you do it, and if you do not do it, well, there was shame, guilt, there was consequence, which I am not against consequences. If you do wrong, if your children do not listen to you, yeah, there's consequence, but this was very legalistic, and sometimes in our desire to want to do the right thing we will adhere to a set of beliefs or approaches. And then it sounds good to us. And it does sound good because we're eager for help. But you know what happens? You don't see what's going to come down the pike in 5, 10, 15 years. So if you've heard me speak before, and I think we have some of our episodes on that, I talk about what is it that you want? I write about this in Parenting Beyond the Rules. What do you want, you know, in 5, 10, 15 years? Of all things... When it comes to parenting, that's like my number one focus. It's where I learned how to parent from a place of what we were aiming for, not the momentary, not the external behavior. Yes, you can get your children to sit down in a chair. You can get them to eat their dinner. You can get them to obey and say, yes, ma'am. And you can get them to do all the things. But I want to get to the motive of the heart. I want to I want to reach the motivation center, the the heart. Where it's not about I have to or else, but it's about I want to because, because it pleases God, because I love my mom, because I love my parents, because I love my brothers and sisters. It's a want to, not a have to. And there are times when they're little, it's a have to, I have to, because they're learning behaviors, they're learning habits, they're learning patterns. And we do have to instill those into our children. But as I have been praying about this one, because we talked about quiet quitters last week, and we've had some really good topics, and I'm so grateful that you listen to equip to Be and what we're doing here. But I just had to kind of bring that up because I recently am working on a new book. And again, it's in the vein of of parenting and uh, relationships and building strong families that I was brought back to that because I listen and I read so many. I I read a lot of books. I endorse a lot of books. And I take in what others are saying. And I want you to consider what others that are in ministry or in leadership, consider what they're saying. Then ask the Lord if it's right for you and your family. Ask the Lord if it's right for that child, if that approach, if that technique, if that's going to work with that child. Why? Because I want you to think about the five-year, the 10-year, the 15-year principle. My children are all grown. I see what I did that caused undue stress in our home, undue resentment. I wish wouldn't have happened, uh, maybe even pitfalls. I see how there were things that happened that it didn't matter what I did, that child was pretty much bent on having their way and doing it their way and then having to deal with the fallout from having that stubbornness about them, that leadership trait that they needed to have a lot of pitfalls along the way so they could become the person. And their journey was going to be full of twists and turns. And that happens in families that might be happening in yours. Do you have children that no matter what you do, no matter what approach you take, they're going to be insistent on their way and their time and their ideas and Yours are just mere suggestions that they may or may not adhere to, driving you absolutely crazy at times. Okay, think about what you want. If your child's five, what do you want when they're 10? What do you want that relationship to look like? See, again, we can get you know the external behavior because we are the parent, but the behavior minus the relationship. And that's why I wrote Parenting Beyond the Rules. We can have our rules and we can have our checklists. And boy, do I like those. I like checklists. I like, this is how we act. This is how we think. This is how we, I mean, I like those things. That's me. Tell me why I need to do something. And it's like, okay, if I agree, I will follow along. And if I don't, I'm like, ah, that's a good suggestion. But I like checklists. I, I like feeling like I'm doing the right thing. But in all my years of, of raising children, and now with them being adults, I see not from the rear view mirror, but from the relationships that I have now and the words they say today and the way they interact and the way they don't want to miss out on what the family's doing. And I bet that's kind of what you want. I bet if you're listening to Equip to Be, you're probably not hoping that they'll just get out of your house and go away and then you can get on and have a happy life. I have a hunch you want to have a A solid relationship with them, a tender one, a one that makes them want to call you and want to be with you and want to do life, not just with you, but with each other. That's my hunch. And I believe that's why you search so much for helps and tools because it's hard. It can be real hard at times. And some seasons are relatively smooth sailing, things are going well, but there are seasons when they're not. And there can be seasons when things aren't going well with a couple of your kids or maybe between you and your spouse. But we have to keep our objective on what does God want? We do not have to have a Cain and Abel scenario. We do not have to have a Jacob and Esau. We don't have to have a a Joshua and his brothers. We can have something much better. We can have families, children, who want to continue to do life with us when they're not being forced. Because forcing isn't really getting to the heart, is it? So as I kind of wrap up this segment of Equipped to Be, it's really more of an admonishment to you to take all the resources that are before you. Everybody's great, amazing, wonderful ideas. Everybody's how-to, quick fixes, formulas, steps, and biblical approaches. And I want you to filter all those through. what does God have for you to do with that child at this season to help them become the person God's made them to be while growing your relationship with them in the process? because that's what we want in the end. So I appreciate you tuning in every week to equip to be as today we just talk about parenting and the objectives of parenting and being wise discerners, being a discerner of resources. And applying that which is good. So it's basically taking the best of what you see, applying it, and letting go of what isn't working and not holding to those so tightly that you end up losing the heart of your child, that they rebel against you, that resisting is fine. But the rebellion, I think that can be minimized, if not completely reduced. It depends on your relationship with the child. But I hope this was a blessing today as we talk about this. And we'll probably talk more about parenting and you know, God's design for a family. But as it relates to do what you're doing, but don't be afraid to pivot because there's freedom in the pivot. And don't be afraid to change course. If something was working in the past and it needs to change now because your children have gotten older or the situations in your home have gotten different, don't be afraid to pivot and change because there's freedom in the pivot. Thanks for joining me for this episode of Equipped to Be, and we'll see you next week. Same time, same place.